You're listening to Episode 3 of Scaling Up. Welcome to Scaling Up with personal brand and freedom stylist, Elizabeth Hartke. Each week, Elizabeth brings you the tools you need to create a life of true freedom and fulfillment by scaling and monetizing your personal brand. Get clarity, become a leader in your field, and make an impact that pays. Grab your favorite healthy smoothie or beer, and let's get to the show. Today, we're talking all about how to organize your life. I am so excited for this episode because I need it. Ever feel like you're juggling so many things that you can't seem to streamline anything? Do you desperately need systems or less clutter or wish you had someone to just magically come into your home or or your life and totally revamp it so your environment could feel peaceful over stressful? Perfect. You are in the right place today because we have owner of Minimize, Organize, Simplify, professional organizer, and my dear friend, Sarah. And she's walking us through the do's, the don'ts, and the how-tos of organizing your life. All right, welcome to episode three of Scaling Up. I'm Elizabeth Hartke. I'm your host, and I'm so excited today to have our special guest on with us because she has personally changed my family's life. So today we have Sarah Lalive here all the way from Massachusetts. We've dragged her out to Wisconsin and she is the owner of Minimize, Organize, Simplify, which is a professional organizing business that she runs mostly out of Massachusetts, but we convinced her to come out here since we made this big move cross country. And today, after a week of Sarah holding her captive in our house, We have convinced her to come on the podcast so she can talk to us about organizing our lives. This is something that I've personally struggled with forever. It does not come naturally to me, but it comes naturally to Sarah. And she's going to talk a lot about what are some things that we can do to better organize ourselves. She has a lot of experience in this area. She comes into people's homes and helps them not only declutter and kind of reorganize their whole system, but she implements new systems so that they don't get disorganized again moving forward. And this is something that's so relevant, whether you're a busy, strung out mom or you're someone who is running a business or works a full-time job and then comes home and is managing everything. It sucks to have clutter on your counter and your environment affects your creativity. It affects your quality of life. So today is all about organizing our lives. And Sarah is definitely the person to talk to us about this. So Sarah, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Yes. And so we, like I said, dragged Sarah out here to Wisconsin for the week because I'm nesting. Baby's coming in January. And I called her. She organized our house when we lived out in the Boston area multiple times, I think with both pregnancies previously, too. Is that right? Yeah. Or maybe Jack was a baby when I first came. Yeah. Like the stuff started piling up and we realized like, okay, we have to do something about this, but I don't know what to do because I am not inclined to be naturally organized. So we found Sarah and she's been a godsend. And for the last week, she has spent time at our home morning, noon, and night just getting everything in working order. Like I feel like the weight of the world has been literally lifted off our shoulders this week. So I want to pick your brain today and I want to kind of give the listeners an idea of some things they can do to feel better and more in control of their environment. 
some things they should avoid doing that they might be doing, thinking they're doing themselves a favor, but actually kind of hurting the process of getting organized. Mm-hmm. And what the value of bringing someone in to help with this process is, and just kind of an overview, because I know for me, my business, my personal business actually grew after we worked with you the first time. Organizing is pretty life-changing. Yeah. It definitely helps in so many different categories in business and everyday life, especially when you have kids or guests a lot or traveling. Uh, Moving is a really important time to organize. It really impacts everyday life. Yeah, absolutely. So we want to get to know you first, though. So tell us what led Sarah to become a professional organizer. Like, were you always like this as a kid? Did something kind of come to be that made you want to be organized? You know, give us some insight. So I was the middle child, the black sheep of the family. (laughs) And so me being organized is a big part of me being black sheep. My family is a a mess. (laughs) I shared a bedroom with my brother and my sister until I was 12 years old. So, you know, that was really tight. And we had a little walk-in closet because we had the master bedroom because there was three of us in there. And I remember making that space my own because my room was a disaster and my house was a disaster. So when I turned 12, around that time, we moved into a bigger house and I got my own bedroom, which was a first, and I kept it pristine. I loved to keep it perfectly clean and perfectly organized. It was just so valuable to know where everything was and have put something somewhere and find it there later, which was not something I was used to. As a kid, I remember, you know, taking a shower and there'd be no shampoo. And <laughs> it just blew me away, even as like a 10-year-old. Like, why didn't we just buy shampoo? <laughs> like, why why isn't there extra shampoo in our house? Just little basic things to me that weren't logical. And so I guess, you know, that's the way my brain works, that you just prepare and plan, and then you're not in stuck in a bad place. <laughs> you can wash your hair. Um, <laughs> you cannot go to school as the yeah. greasy <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Easy stuff. So even as a child, I helped my friends clean their rooms. In high school, you know, I'd have a friend that was couldn't hang out with me or was about to get grounded because their room was such a mess, and I would go and help them clean up. I helped friends move out of state. As I got older, I nannied for a long time, and I helped families in every area of their house. I kept everything really organized and, and having the experience of being in different people's houses and seeing how different people live and the struggles they have was a really good experience for me to, you know, gain more time organizing. So I have a question for you. I feel like I actually don't have a brain that can process organization. And I think a lot of listeners are going to relate to that because it's not that I don't want to be organized. It's that like I would I would give anything to be organized, but when I go to do it, it's it's almost like I'm butting up against a wall. Like whether it's in my business, I mean my desktop looked like it looks like it threw up. Like I can't even keep, you know, my pictures all in one place. And I, I shouldn't say I can't, but it's not a natural thing for me. So I have to yeah. constantly go back, even though sometimes I like implement systems or whatever, I just don't stick to them very naturally. So do you feel like when you come in, whether it's like with your friends that you were helping organize so they didn't get grounded back in the day, mm-hmm. 
Or now as a professional, having done this for almost five years, going into people's homes and really kind of shifting their lives and how they operate in their own home, do you feel like it's something that even someone who is a total cluster like me, where you can come in and actually really serve them even after you walk out the door? Like they're going to have a system in place or something that allows them to become more organized despite the fact that it's not natural for them. Yes. So you know, when we start a new house, like we started your house, so we're getting the entire house in order and giving everything a system. There's always some editing to be done with organizing. I think there's this misconception that you organize once and then everything's organized forever. And that's not true. Uh, it's the same as cleaning your house. You clean your house and then you clean it again next week. Organizing isn't that frequent, but the reason it's less frequent is because you just do, you know, five minutes a day. It's, mm-hmm. I think sometimes when people, are really disorganized. They're missing that just picking up after yourself or putting one thing back. You know, that's like a new habit for people. And I know that's not always that easy, but say you can't do it every day. If you block off half an hour every week to put things away, that helps. Some people just need me to come back later for maintenance. Mm -hmm. They just, they're not that great at doing it. But when we do maintenance, like when I, you know, if I come back to somebody's house, it takes a quarter of the time because we did put in place systems. So every once in a while, you know, something doesn't work and you need a new idea, which, you know, is the creative piece, I guess. So it's really important to feel out what people need mm-hmm. and to ask questions and to really think about it what system you're putting in place and how it can serve that person. And if, you know, you need to switch it up, then you try something new. Something will stick. Right. And people have to get out of their heads that you do. it's a one-time thing because you're going to fail if that's what you think. Yeah. Yeah. And before I reached out to you originally years ago, uh, just to give the people listening kind of a perspective on the situation that we were in personally, my husband and I, we had just had our first baby. I think you're right. I think we connected like right after Jack was born. So you start mm-hmm. accumulating a lot of crap because mm-hmm. you have a kid. Yes. Um, we were living in a house, you know, less than half the size of what we have today. And it felt suffocating to me. Like I run my business from home. I work out from home. Everything we did was from home. Mm-hmm. And I just felt like the walls were closing in on us because it was like every room had clutter and I didn't fully pinpointed at the time, but it was creating a lot of stress in our lives. And I, we also didn't realize how much our environment affected both Michael and I. Mm -hmm. And we went to this conference. It was a professional conference called Smart Success. Shalene Johnson puts it on. And it was for business owners who are looking to, you know, advance their businesses, but with less stress, like not necessarily to work more, but Mm -hmm. to be able to earn more money and to work towards their dreams, but without feeling like, you know, they're trying to do all those things more, you know, like work more hours to earn more money and all that. And one of the major things she focused on was delegating. And she talked to us about the fact that she had us take a quiz and kind of rate these different areas of her life, our health, our marriage, our relationships, our work life, balance, friendships, whatever. And one of the categories was environment. And both Michael and I scored so low for how we currently felt about our environment at home. Mm, interesting. And we scored really high how important that was to us. Yeah. So that was a huge red flag. And then Shalene went into talking about delegating and how if you 
are bad at something, Mm -hmm. or if you need something done, you don't have the capacity to do it. It is worth investing your money and your time in bringing someone in to help you with that. Because I know we think like, oh, I'm just spending this money that I don't need to spend. Like I could organize my home. But the reality was that I had gone like 27, 28 years at that point, Mm -hmm. not having figured out how to do it. And in spending the money and the time and making that investment, I was freeing up my brain. Yep. (laughs) Because all those days I would sit in that office with papers stacked to the ceiling Mm -hmm. and crap around me and not feel good about it. I didn't realize it was affecting my ability to be efficient in my work, to be happier in my home and all those different things. So that's how we first... Like we came home from that conference in California and guns blazing. Like I think we hired like four new people the next week and you Mm -hmm. were one of them to come in. And it was one of the best things we ever did. And Sarah came into the house and I was truthfully like pretty scared to have you come in, if I'm being honest, because there are certain things in my life that I'm like, I have memories attached to these things. Mm -hmm. And I was anticipating you coming in and just being like, either judging me for all the crap I had that I probably don't need or pushing me to get rid of stuff I didn't want to get rid of. And one of the most amazing things about working with you, besides your insane efficiency like and unbelievable energy, uh, was the fact that you were able to quickly see whether something was important to me. And instead of like pushing me to get rid of it, it was either helping me see the reality of it. Like, okay, do you need this? What purpose is it serving? Is it a memory? And if it was like a memory, for example, you just conditioned me to then systemize how we kept that memory. It wasn't like you have to get rid of this. It was like, Mm -hmm. okay, well, you don't want it stacked on your desk. So let's create a box for that or let's create a system for that. So it was a very freeing process versus a what I anticipated to be a really stressful one. So I want to know, like you've said you've been organized your whole life. When did this business kind of come to life for you? Because a lot of our listeners are people either with small businesses or personal brands or online businesses or people like stuck in a day job looking to branch out and start their own business. So we like to hear the stories of entrepreneurs kind of taking that leap and bringing it to life. What was that like for you? One side note, I just have to say for all organizers, uh, like a shout out, it's a judgment free thing. Mm-hmm. So I, that's something I think a lot of organizers like to tell potential clients because it's so personal. So I think people do feel like a little embarrassed or just they just don't feel comfortable at first because um, somebody's digging through your stuff, all your stuff. Mm-hmm. But for me, and I think for all organizers, we really want to help. It's really black and white to us. We're like, here's an issue and I want to solve that issue. I don't care about whatever you have. <laughs> like right. I just want to make your life easier. Also, just on your point of you didn't feel like your environment was comfortable and, you know, a good environment to work in. That's why organizing is so important. I always find it really interesting. You know, your mortgage is your most expensive bill. People invest most of their money and pay so much for their house and then don't feel good about it. And that's fascinating to me. Like it's your, it's your space. It's where you go to relax. It's where you go to feel at home. And a bunch of clutter is not going to do that for you, especially like your bedroom. You want to feel relaxed. You want to go to sleep and, you know, feel peace. And there's no peace in piles of stuff everywhere that you haven't done anything with. So it's it's just a point of why organizing is so important. Mm -hmm. Um, So as far as my business, I have my degree in criminal justice, which I loved, loved, loved. And 
it was so interesting to me. And I was living in Vermont and I took the first job that, you know, I, I got, which was working in a crisis center for teenagers in mental health. It was a very, very hard job, very sad and a lot of stuff that you, you take home with you. And so my now husband and I moved back to Massachusetts and I thought to myself, you know, I really want to help people still, but not in a way that makes me sad. And I literally got one of those yellow books for dummies on how to start a business. And I read it and I wrote myself a business plan and I just said, I'm going to go for this. And um, it really took off. It's just like a service. I think, you know, if you have a service that people need or a product that people need, you know, and you're good at it, it Mm -hmm. shows. And I feel like that's why I've become successful. I really love what I do. Mm It's really fun to me. That's how you know you're doing the right thing. If organizing is fun to you, I'm sure people are surprised by that. (laughs) Um, But I've learned a lot. I've changed a lot of the way I do things. But, you know, business advice, I took whatever jobs I could get. I traveled all over to work for different clients and different jobs that maybe I, I might not take now. You know, I've learned some things. But it was really being available and open to new things and kind of learning as I went and being confident about, Mm -hmm. you know, your skill and what you can do for people. And it's, it's, you know, it's good to be a little nervous. Sometimes even now, if I go to like a new job, you start to have a slight amount of self-doubt. It's so funny. I'm I'm really good at talking myself out of that. Like I really am good at what I do and I like it. Sometimes you just say these silly things in your head, like, oh, I hope I'm going to be able to do it. And then I'm like, of course I'm going to be able to do it. This is what I do. And I'm good at it. And so you have to push that little voice away Mm -hmm. and remember what you do well. Yeah. I love that. That's so poignant to kind of our tribe of people that we're speaking to because so many of them are either hitting a wall in the business they have created because of that confidence issue, or they haven't taken those first steps. And I have the conversation so often with so many people where they're like, I really want to do this. Like, I know I can do this, or I I know I'm really good at this, but I don't want to fail. And to me, that only true guarantee of complete failure is never giving yourself a chance to start. And so many of the things that you pointed out, it's like you failed forward a little bit. Like Mm -hmm. failures are kind of par for the course. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to run into roadblocks. You're going to get people that reject you. You're going to get judgment, whatever. But you're never going to live out the life you're born to live. Like you have this gift that I promise you, most of us don't have, and I've seen you in action and it truly is a gift. Like watching you do your thing is so cool because it's like, oh my God, she's actually making something that I hate more than anything fun for me too, not just you. Like the process becomes lighthearted because you're so good at what you do, but you're also passionate about it. Mm -hmm. But so many people are going to get to the end of their life, never having brought that gift to fruition because of all those fears that accompany just being human. Yeah. And doing something that might not be conventional or might not be what they went to school for or might not be what society is telling them is normal or good or whatever. So I just think that's such a powerful statement. Like you just started Mm -hmm. and you kind of figured it out as you went and you kind of have to have those conversations with yourself because those voices, like you're almost five years into this, those voices still pop up. Oh, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. can I do this? Of yeah. course I can do this. Yeah. You have to like affirm yourself right. all the way through. And I don't know if that ever goes away because I'm right. seven years into what I do and I still have those moments. Like, right. can I really help this person? Of course I can help this person. Like yeah. I can change this person's life. Yep. So thanks for sharing that because I think that's yeah. so, so important. So I want to know 
you bring this business to life. What's your, like, cause I, I've also noticed, and I don't think this is the case for you, but sometimes people are really good at preaching what they suck at. Yeah. So you're like super organized in your regular life. Yes. And a little bit of a minimalist now as an adult, right? A lot of it. Okay. So <laughs> talk to us how like being organized doesn't mean you're a minimalist, no. but you're no. kind of a little both. So how yeah. did that come to be? And what's so freeing about that? Well, I am very organized. My husband is also very organized. Which, which is so which funny helps. to me. Yes. That you're both that way. It is rare and mm. odd, <laughs> but I'm really glad. I mean, if you know me, you're like, there's no other way, <laughs> but it's not the norm. And I think that's not a bad thing because you can work with each other's pros and cons. Mm -hmm. So it works out for the most part either way. I mean, I got lucky in, in that respect. Mm -hmm. I've become much more of a minimalist over time. So when I was around 18, um, my mom got remarried and her my ex-stepdad, <laughs> he was not necessarily a minimalist. He just hated like junk and didn't have any feelings about things. <laughs> so we um, moved into this house, had a garage full of stuff because, you know, my mom didn't get rid of stuff really. And in it were a couple collections of things that I really loved, like these miniature tea sets. Oh my gosh, I loved them. And all my stuffed animals and one day he cleaned out the garage and just threw away everything. Mm. And I was like, why? Like, why would you, why do you didn't even ask? And it's so weird because I, it helps me understand people. I have felt sad about something that was gone, but you know, now I'm really thankful for that because that it just kind of put in perspective that it's like really just stuff. I remember those little tea sets. I loved them. I collected them everywhere. But I, I don't want them. <laughs> right. I, the stuffed animals too. Freddy, my teddy bear. I can picture him. I loved him, but you know, I'm doing okay without him. <laughs> <laughs> so you're not going to like sit around the table as a 30 something year old yeah. with your two set and Freddy. <laughs> yeah. And I'm so glad. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I definitely think that actually impacted me in, I guess, a good way. Look at my business and, you know, what I value is not stuff. Mm -hmm. And that just grows. It's almost like a habit, a good habit. Mm -hmm. Like I, over time, I've just realized I don't want a lot of stuff. I feel so good when I come home. And I don't, everything's really much more clean when you're organized and when you don't have a lot of stuff. That's like a really big perk. Yeah. Um, it's easier to clean and it just stays clean, mm -hmm. uh, your house. And I just really put a lot of value in experiences and I'm doing some traveling and I want to start traveling more. And I just feel like that's where I want my money and resources and brain power to go to time with people to doing something different. It's such a better memory than a thing mm -hmm. is. I, you know, I think for me, I watch people be really attached to stuff and I think it's really sad. I think, you know, you're missing out on just a little more peace. I have more peace, I think, than other people do. And I, and I think it's really sad when people have tons of things and they're so anxious about them. And it's sort of like living in the past. If you're holding on to all this stuff and you have 25 memory bins and you can't let go of anything, you know, what, what for when you, when you go, you can't take it with you. Mm -hmm. So I just, I feel like you're, you got to invest in the things that really matter. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't mean I have like no things, but. Honestly, my friends tease me all the time because I'll be like, Oh, I just did a, I just did a purge. I'll like go till nine o'clock at night and, and, and get rid of all this stuff in my house. And they're like, what do you even have to get rid of? <laughs> but you know, a key point in organizing is that 
the American way is to buy a bunch of stuff and bring a bunch of stuff in the house and you just get gifts and I don't even know, like kids' birthday parties, you get gift bags and this and that. And I just think that if you spend time, you know, once a month or whatever, just getting rid of a few things, then it won't accumulate and then you can keep your house in order. We, there's a ton of stuff we all get that we don't want, right. don't need. So let it go. Yeah. And consistency is king. I'm learning that from you. Like, for example, the bane of my existence, as you know, is our kitchen countertop. Mm-hmm. And we have an enormous kitchen countertop now, mm-hmm. which means that's even more space yep. for stuff to accumulate. Yep. And up until you got here this past week, it was home of paperwork mm-hmm. and Jack's beautiful little drawings from preschool and whatever else stuff. And what you helped us do was not just get rid of the crap we don't need in those piles, but identify new locations for it. So like specific bins or folders, like Mm -hmm. when we come in with the mail, it doesn't just naturally go on the countertop Mm -hmm. because we're rushed. We take those extra five seconds, put it in something else. So tell them what you told me about like the mail, for example, because I feel like that's a big one that like haunts people. Yep. Paperwork is the worst thing. Everyone's Mm -hmm. worst thing. There's just so much of it all the time. Mm -hmm. The advice of many organizers is not to deal with paperwork more than once. So for instance, if you're bringing in your mail and you don't have time to deal with it, you don't have time to look at it or pull out the bills or whatever, just put it in one place. For you, we have a, what would we call that? Like a wall. wall. A wall. Thingy. storage thing that has yeah, a wall thingy. Yeah. You can get one anywhere. <laughs> that We're making one male, outgoing, and active. So your mail could just go right in there if you can't deal with it. And then when you have three minutes later, open it up, throw half of it in the recycling bin. And you know if you have a bill to pay, we'll put it in that spot active. Mm-hmm. It's just you don't want to – it's really not hard to put it in the wall art as opposed to the counter. And that's where habits come in. You know, if you're not organized, you're doing a bunch of things that take an equal amount of time or more that are not helping you. And so you really have to think about it. If you really don't want to be disorganized and you don't want a pile on your countertop, you just have to be aware. So we're not going to put that there. We're going to put it there. It takes the same amount of time and it takes less time if you just do that every day or every other day than in a month when you have a countertop full of paperwork. And it's so daunting because it's so tall. And you're like, well, I don't now have two hours to go through this. Right. Versus like two Mm -hmm. minutes each day. Yep. Yeah. And that's something that I think is so important in everything is just people will try it for a couple of days. Like I've run into this. I'll Mm -hmm. be like, okay, I'm going to do this every day, like two minutes. Mm -hmm. It takes more than a couple of days to create a habit. It also takes more than a couple of days to break a bad habit. Yep. So giving something the old college try for like 21 days yeah, is or that what 30 it is? days. days. It's, yeah. They say 21 mm-hmm. days to break and reform a new yeah. habit yep. and also coupling that with a trigger. So what's something you naturally do every day? So mm-hmm. let's say it's breakfast or yeah. a cup of coffee. coffee. Okay. Yeah. So like you go get your coffee. Mm-hmm. Conveniently, our coffee nook is right next to yeah, our wall thingy. Perfect. So <laughs> you have to set up these habits to be associated with things you do every day, mm-hmm. like anchors. Yep. Okay. So like I'm going to get my coffee and that's in the five minutes I take to drink my coffee. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go through that mail. Yep. Or, you know, whatever it is, breakfast yep. or right after your workout before your shower. Yep. It has, you have to connect this habit or this new behavior mm-hmm. with a trigger. Otherwise 
it will feel like pulling teeth. Right. Versus just having it become a part of your ritual. Mm -hmm. Yeah. People think that organizing is more time and it's not. It is the other way around. If you're organized, you're not trying to find your car keys. You're not, you know, digging around everywhere for items. Like just how much time you save is, is way, way better. Yeah. It's a better way of life. Even like money. I find, I find actual money with people all the time, like going through old stuff, just money, like mm -hmm. change and like $20 and this endless returns that people don't return because they couldn't find the receipt or they forgot about it or they stuffed it somewhere. There's just, you know, so many reasons why it's better for you to be organized and you can do it. It's just not that hard to do little things that make your life easier. A whole house you probably need help with or a specific area that's really troublesome, an office, you know, that's definitely a time to ask for help. But if you just do these little things, you could make your life so much easier and, you know, less stressful. Definitely. So I want to unpack the whole thing you talked about as far as people not wanting to make that investment in working with an organizer or even investment in time that they feel like they're just spending money on it. Whereas you see kind of the reality of it, of how much money they're wasting unconsciously, really. Like mm -hmm. I've done that, you know, where I've had things that I meant to return. And I never returned them. Or I say I can't do something because I'm like, oh, I don't want to spend that money. But I look all the, look at all the other useless ways I'm hemorrhaging money. And I run into that all the time in my business where people will talk to me about either kind of the health, nutrition, fitness side of things that I do. And they'll be like, yeah, but I don't have the money to spend on that. But how expensive is it to live in bad health? Or they're not thinking down the line where mm -hmm. they're going to be spending all this money on medications or when they're not prior. It's really like not I don't have the time or I don't have the money. It's I'm choosing not to prioritize right. that. And mm -hmm. it's kind of the same thing with this. And when I'm mentoring people in business, I'll be talking to someone who really wants to take their business to the next level. Mm -hmm. And their potential one-on-one -on -one client, and they're like, I really need this. I want to create these courses. I want to build this out. Oh, but I don't have the money to invest in a coach to walk me through that. And it's like, you're not thinking outside the box. Because if you take this next step, if you mm -hmm. make this investment, you're going to be taking yourself to the next level in a lot of different ways. And the same thing with organizing. Like, yeah, I don't want to spend the money on an organizer. Well, if you spend the money on an organizer, you become a lot more self-aware of what's going on in your home mm -hmm. and you'll create systems that don't like lend themselves to you spending all this extra money that you right. don't need to spend mm -hmm. or this extra time. You know, people are like, I don't have time to organize my home. Well, it's going to take you a lot longer when you're like neck deep in a bunch of junk in your house to right. try and spend a year fixing it. Or when mm -hmm. you go to move mm -hmm. yeah, and it's like. Yep. A nightmare. It was so mm -hmm. nice before we moved out here. Mm -hmm. We brought Sarah in to help us kind of do a purge and get ready for the move. And then when we moved into this house, it was so much easier. Mm -hmm. And we brought you in again now, you know, six months after the move, because it's just a different home, different space, still more stuff we can get rid of. But we hadn't created our systems in this new space yet. So mm -hmm. To me, it's like one of the best investments you can make. The same way I think people investing in their health or investing in their business, yep. are the best investment you can make. Mm -hmm. But people have this limited way of thinking of like, oh, I don't have the time or the money. I think that's right. just like a natural thing. Mm -hmm. So what would you say to someone who's like, wants this, yeah, 
but is kind of living in that limited way of thinking of like, but I can't afford it. I don't have the time to do it. Yeah. Well, there really is so much lost money in disorganization. So that's one way to think of it as far as, you know, like I said, I actually find money with people, uh, checks they never cashed, returns they never returned, paying bills late, losing important things you have to rebuy again, finding literally seven black sweaters and three with tags on them because you didn't know where your black sweater was. Are you talking about my closet right now? (laughs) (laughs) Talking about every client's closet. (laughs) Just like actual money that is wasted. Also, in my business, I get a really good view of different people and how they spend their money differently. And I think, you know, you need to put a value on something that you need. If if your house is needing a lot of help or you're really unhealthy, same thing, that matters. And you need to do what you need to do to make that better. And there's a lot of things you can do. Don't get your nails done for a month or, you know, people have house cleaners. It's a, it's a similar thing, you know, pause the house cleaner for just a little bit while you get things in order. Don't go out to eat for a couple of weeks. There's so many things that people spend money on. Don't shop for a quick second yeah, <laughs> and you right. can afford an organizer. Shop in your own closet. Literally. Yeah. Like, or, you know, we can pull a bunch of clothes aside and you could try to consign them if that helps. Huge thing is don't go out and buy endless organizing products that don't work and don't organize you. Just return them and you can hire someone. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So walk me through like the, for the love of God, people stop doing these things because I was definitely one of those people. And I see so many parallels (sighs) in what I do and what you do of Mm -hmm. like people looking for like the magic pill. Mm-hmm. Like there are magic pills in organizing. Yeah. Things that claim to like you go into the container store yeah. or yep. Bed Bath and Beyond, you go to the organization aisle and you think you could solve your own problem. So right. walk us through the things we have to stop doing. So that is a huge one. Don't say I need to get organized and go out and buy things to help you get organized. Uh, I mean, how much did we find in your house that we just used? Yeah. Like that you already had as organizing products. People think, oh, I'm going to organize my closet. So here's 12 new bins. So now you have a disorganized closet plus 12 new bins because you didn't do anything. It just doesn't work that way. I never buy anything with people until it's all purged, sorted, and we know what we're going to put where so we know what to buy. I actually create an organizing product mountain for every client's house, and then we shop in it. Mm-hmm. And you can do that with all sorts of things to save money, like your clothes, your pantry, you know how much food we throw away, mm-hmm. like when I'm working with people, expired food. It's, again, being aware. Like, look around at what you have, find what you have, use that first, and then get what you need. Mm-hmm. That's a big key for the love of God. <laughs> um, let's see. Another for the love of God in the same thought is organizing books. I find one, at least one, sometimes like one, two or three with clients. And every time they give an embarrassed chuckle, like, ha ha ha, should have just hired you. And it's like, I don't know if they read them. Maybe sometimes they read them, sometimes they don't. And I appreciate the desire that people, you know, they know they are not organized. They want to get organized. But maybe read an article online or hire somebody if you need to, but it's just a common thing that I find. And, you know, people try to get trendy and that think that will organize them. They get the latest organizing book or, you know, read something new to try. But it's just like one little piece that they're not fully getting and it's not helping their environment. Right. So another for the love of God is not thinking about what you're doing. So sometimes when I work with people, oftentimes 
they say, okay, well, I'll just take care of that later. Or I don't know, I'm just going to put this here. And I think a big piece of being really organized is being more aware. So don't just tell yourself some stuff and throw something in a pile. Like you have to really process what you're doing with it, Mm -hmm. or it's just going to sit in the pile, especially along the terms of keeping things. If you are saying to yourself, like, oh, I'll just keep this for maybe my grandmother will come over and she loves this plate. Don't. <laughs> just don't. The, the what ifs are are so silly. Like you could borrow something or get something if you actually need it. We don't need to have like apocalyptic basements. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you do, you also probably need a therapist. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but, That's not your real house. Yeah. But, you know, I just think that people – often say all these things in their heads to themselves is just why they keep so much stuff. And mm-hmm. I sometimes when I work with people and they say it out loud, they go, of course, I don't need that. Or they they almost think like what I would am going to say to them or, you know, it's a little look of right. that's silly. And so if you're keeping a bunch of stuff and saying a bunch of stuff in your head, try saying it out loud and ask yourself if it sounds a little crazy. If you tell somebody else, you know, why would I keep this or whatnot? So definitely – thinking of like saying out loud what you're thinking in your head because it's probably not all that rational. Right. And it's funny you say that because I feel like I was doing that the other day. So right now we're sitting in the world headquarters of my podcast, uh, also known as my closet, which thankfully over this week we organized really well. And I'm looking at all my clothes like, you know, lined up beautifully and all the stuff we got rid of a bunch of stuff. We're donating a bunch of stuff. And there were a few times where you're like, okay, your dress section's a little tight, which is funny because now we live in the middle of nowhere in Wisconsin. It's like, I don't know if I will ever have an occasion again to wear a dress. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, someone invite me to something nice because <laughs> I have stuff to wear. And you were like, all right, this section's a little tight. Like, what can you get rid of in here? And I started going through it. And in my head, I was like, oh, well, what if I get invited to a wedding? Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, wait a minute. That reality hasn't even come to fruition yet. Mm-hmm. So, like, there were different things kind of like that. Yeah. Well, being realistic with yourself too, because yeah. not only am I going to get invited to a wedding, are you going to buy a new dress right. to go to a wedding? Probably. Right. <laughs> right. And like that dress I was looking at, what if it doesn't fit the season or the type? Like you right. can't, you know, kind of predict those things. So I would think that in my head, but then I remembered what you said about like, say it aloud. Mm-hmm. And then I would say it aloud to you and it would come out like, no, I don't need this. Yeah. Like yep. we can give this away mm-hmm. and it will serve someone else like in their home. And one thing that I appreciated you teaching me to do back when we were in Boston was we like there were certain clothes that like maybe it was my mom's like leather jacket, mm-hmm. but I'm never going to wear it. Like it's right. just but it felt a little weird to give it away because I'm like, well, maybe my daughter someday would want it. So we created this bin for clothes for example, and you can do it for other stuff too of stuff like I know that I'm not going to be personally using it, but I do kind of want it in my repertoire yeah. for someday because I do mm-hmm. have a daughter now. And like, there are things that I look and they're really nice pieces that maybe yeah. I got when I studied abroad in Italy and like, mm-hmm. but I'm just not wearing them now or it's not my right. size now. We created almost like a memory time capsule clothes. Yeah. for clothes mm-hmm. that isn't big, yeah, but yeah. it has a few of those pieces that mm-hmm. I'm like, I'd like to at least be able to give them to her. Yeah. She can use them as, mm. you know, kindling for her fire if she hates them and thinks they're <laughs> disgusting. But it allowed us to kind of like open the door to that. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really neat. So there are different things you can do. So yeah. on that note, talk to us just about some things that like, we want to start this process of getting organized. Mm-hmm. 
um, we'll go into kind of the value of bringing in someone to help us, but what are some of the things that we can do individually before bringing in an organizer or as we start this process on our own to serve us like that little time capsule thing Mm -hmm. that allows us to take the stuff off our shelves, but still save a couple of like perfect pieces or things like that. Yep. Just FYI to everybody, even though I'm a minimalist and an organizer, I have my high school jean jacket, so I save things too. Yeah, she's human. (laughs) I have feelings. Uh, (laughs) Well, like, um, you know, some people do have a memory clothes bin, things like that. But something that's really important and helpful for people to have is a drop spot for things you know you don't need. So it's really important that piece of clothing that you bought that you've tried on You've tried to wear it literally 15 times and every time you rip it off because it doesn't work, you don't like it, what I call a mistake buy. It's really nice to have like in your closet or a special spot in your house where you just collect stuff you know you don't want. That's a really simple thing to do that saves a lot of time, even if you do hire an organizer Mm -hmm. um, because you already have stuff to go. Another important thing, um, this is more on the um, why God why, (laughs) (laughs) Um, if you have donation items. Yes to go, do not put them in the back of your car and leave them there for six months. You know, I I just, it's so, everybody does it. Yep. I think it's really good to find a local donation place and be familiar with it. I oftentimes bring stuff for people because, you know, they, they don't want to do that or whatnot, but it's, it's really great. It's a great thing to teach your kids. It's a good thing for people to feel good about, mm-hmm. you know, especially when something, it's harder to let go of nice stuff. Somebody needs that. So yeah, pick a spot you can feel like positively connected to, too, mm-hmm. like a cause that you believe in. Yeah. You know, maybe mm-hmm. you drive a little bit farther yeah. once a month mm-hmm. so that you can get to that spot that supports that charity that you really stand for yeah. mm-hmm. and you feel like you're contributing. Yeah. Like a local homeless shelter or, you know, a lot of foundations take stuff. If there's food you know you're not eating, find a food pantry. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if that if you can't do that, then when you hire an organizer, they'll usually happily do it for you. But it's just, there's a lot of wasted things and somebody could be using them. So it's an important thing to think about. Yeah. You told me about, I like the idea of sometimes we we think we want to take on the world. How can we kind of do this in steps that are bite-sized? So if you really want to start on your own, every client I've ever worked with, whether I am literally doing a tiny desk or a house they've lived in for 40 years feels overwhelmed. Organizing is overwhelming to them. No matter the project, it just feels too much. And I think the mistake people often make is just choosing a room or, you know, something that really stresses them out, a whole pile of paper. You have to start really small to be successful. If you're doing it on your own. Yes. Yeah. Just start with a drawer, you know, start with something tiny. Start with a new mail habit. Mm-hmm. Uh, looking at your mail over the recycling bin, really little, little things. And then if you feel successful about that and you did it and you did it well, you can maybe move on to something bigger. But there's also not like a huge rush unless you have some timeline, but that's not normally the case. It's normally people get sick of the way their environment is after a very long time. Yeah. So, you know, just start small and you can work your way up. So if you're someone like me that's impatient – and sucks at this naturally. What's the value of bringing someone in? Like, I know the answer to this question because mm-hmm. I've continually brought you back in. Yeah. I mean, like, we flew you to Wisconsin because we see the value that much. Yeah. But prior to having you come in, I was super hesitant and skeptical and scared. Mm-hmm. Tell us, like, 
why bring someone in? Like, what's the power of delegating this or at least having someone walk you through the process Mm -hmm. so it doesn't have to be like a drawer a year, (laughs) you know, like (laughs) there's, you can pack a punch. I mean, not everyone, like, this is obviously unusual. Like we had you come and you stayed at our house for a week and we just like knocked this out because that's how we want to do it. Mm -hmm. Because when I start nesting, like all bets are off and stuff has to be done. But that's obviously not the norm. Like typically you're working local. Mm -hmm. People buy like a package or something that has a certain amount of hours or however an organizer might do it. And you come in chunks, but it feels good because like yeah. you start seeing that progress, progress. and mm. feeling the weight lifting off your shoulders. Mm-hmm. Like it's literally a physical, you know, I had a, like a physical response to yeah. how my environment changed. Mm-hmm. So talk to us about the value of having someone help you and, and what you can do that we can't do on our own. There is a lot of value in hiring somebody because, you know, the overwhelmed piece, I- I'm not overwhelmed at all, no matter what a house looks like. And I see the big picture. And I think that's where people can't do it themselves. I I see what it can become and I make that happen. I work one-on-one with people so that they're there the whole time. They're aware of the goal. And honestly, a lot of people just need a clean slate. Even if you're like, I, I want to be more organized and maybe you can do a drawer yourself or something. Maybe you can keep it up if we get it in good order. You know, maybe you can work on things on your own as they go. Cause there's still things coming in. Like there's still mail coming in. Right. So that's, you know, the small thing that you can keep up with, but people really just need to feel good in their home. I mean, if, if you go home and you feel stressed out and overwhelmed and unhappy there, I mean, what more value could it be than to get peace in your home? Especially if you have a home business or, you know, your kids are losing stuff. You, you can't find, you know, forms that you had to send into school. You, you're missing, like people are missing really important paperwork a lot. Sometimes I'll find a title with people and they're like, oh my God, I've been looking for that. That's so important or something really meaningful that people lost. Almost every time I'm at somebody's house, they get so excited about something we found. Right. <laughs> like every time. I've had numerous clients say to me, this is worth you being here this whole time for one thing that we found that you know they might not have found themselves. Right. I think it's just taking care of yourself. Uh, if it's really bothering you, which most of the time when people are disorganized and cluttered, it really is really bothering them. I think you deserve to feel better about that. And it's very valuable to feel happy, peaceful, and like you know where your stuff is. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. And I don't think you can fully understand and appreciate the value of it until you you experience it. Mm Because I know I couldn't. Like, But when I walk through my house right now versus on Monday before you arrived, Mm -hmm. it's a very different feeling for me. It's Mm -hmm. a very, like you said, peaceful Mm -hmm. and I'm excited versus stressed about stuff. And I think this applies to so many things in life, Mm -hmm. like, you know, work with people who are unhealthy or their businesses are struggling or or not going to the level they could go to. They're stressed about that but it manifests in other ways. Mm-hmm. It affects your marriage. Mm-hmm. It affects how you parent your kids. Like yep. when my house is a disaster, either I'm distracted from my children because I'm trying to clean it up as I'm watching them versus being fully present with them as an example. Right. Or I'm just more irritable or mm-hmm. like, you know, I see another piece of clothes on our bedroom floor and instead of feeling like empowered and like I have, we have a system to fix, you know, the messes that pop up, I'm like, great, one more thing like yep. that is on our floor, yet another thing to put it on my tab, like mm-hmm. can't keep up with anything. And yep. I start beating myself up. So we have to start, like you said, becoming more aware mm-hmm. of how 
everything's intertwined. Mm -hmm. Like this isn't just about keeping a nice home. And I think people often mistake organizing and structuring for cleaning. Yeah. We're all capable of cleaning our home. But if we don't put systems in place and we don't start to change the way we think about how we do things or what we buy or Mm -hmm. where we put it or how we teach our children or whatever, it perpetuates. So you can keep a clean house for a day, Mm -hmm. but then like we have two toddlers and another one on the way. You think that's not going to get destroyed by tomorrow if we don't have – now we have like bins where the kids are learning where to put their stuff and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. So And, you know, place where when it's muddy and – snowy and cold and they're coming in with their jackets it's not just ending up you know in the front entryway so we have to become more self-aware of that and organization is a really powerful thing like Mm -hmm. it it doesn't just affect the peace you feel but it affects how you can operate in the other areas of your life it freed up headspace for me to focus on my business definitely it was amazing yeah physical clutter is mental clutter for sure like what was my office like when you arrived Give a visual. Stuff everywhere. I just... Nightmare. Yeah. Like, really, I don't know how you can use your brain. It's like your to-do list is staring at you and shouting at you while you're trying to get something done. Mm -hmm. It's all there. It's just so overwhelming. There's no... You can't focus without a clear space. Right. You really can't. Like, I I mean, I can't. I don't know how other people do it. I'm sure you're much better at whatever you're trying to do at home. When there's not stuff everywhere. Yeah. It's just, it's really bogs you down. Mm-hmm. It is not, it, do, it doesn't help creativity. I think a lot of creative people are, are messy, they mm-hmm. say, and they think, oh, I need that. Like that's my creative juices with stuff everywhere. And it's so not true. You are much more productive finding what you can find. You can't make art when you can't find your paint brush. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I've never had a client not feel that what we did was valuable ever. Yeah. It's it's always helpful. Yeah. And you have a lot of people who bring you back in yes. for maintenance. Like mm-hmm. now I feel like we can be in maintenance mode mm-hmm. versus like the first time we had you come out. Yeah. Maybe the first and the second time it was like, we got work to do. Like yeah. this whole basement is a disaster. And mm-hmm. But even stuff like our storage room, like in our basement, mm-hmm. you organize that in a way that like, when the Christmas decor, like I know exactly yeah. where my Christmas decorations are. Everything's labeled. That's mm-hmm. a big thing. Labeling. Yeah. Sarah yes. walks around with her <laughs> adorable little labeler all over our house. Yep. And it is awesome. Yeah. I open a drawer and there's a label at the top that says yeah. like socks. Yep. So I don't accidentally like put stuff in the wrong drawer mm-hmm. until I, it becomes a habit. And then you can remove labels if you want. Yeah. But that was such a powerful way of thinking. Like I wanted to start when you first came out in the rooms where I'm like, always in Mm -hmm. like the family room. I was like, I got to get the space organized. Like it's such a mess. You're like, no, we have to take care of your basement because a lot of this stuff up Mm -hmm. here is going to have to go down into storage. And if storage is loaded and a disaster and we don't know where to find it, we're just like perpetuating the problem. Mm -hmm. So we started in the area that might not be like where we hang out, but it's almost like the system control of the house. And we organized that everything had a place. Mm -hmm. So then when we would seasonally change thing out, clothes, decorations, whatever, we know exactly where it's going. Yep. We know exactly where it's coming from. Mm-hmm. And and I'm doing the same thing in my office for my business. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're running a big business and you're dealing with a ton of clients, like this way of thinking is permeating into how I organize and structure my day-to-day and my business. And it's so powerful. I feel like I've just learned so much through the process and mm-hmm. I've learned what I want. Yeah. Like you have to start with the end result in mind mm-hmm. versus like, 
I'm going to wing it and try and clean this space. Right. No, like, what do I ultimately want? How do I want to feel? How do I want my day to go? Mm-hmm. What things do I hate right now that I want to eliminate? What things do I want that I'm not getting? Yep. And then put that into your process mm-hmm. and your system. Okay, so I feel like you gave us such a comprehensive view of the organization process, the power of doing it. I know it just totally like opened my eyes to what's possible. I think a lot of people live life on autopilot with everything, you know, like mm-hmm. with all their marriage, their business, their health or whatever, including their environment that they're in, whether it's their office, their home. So opening your eyes to like, hey, actually, this is possible for you and it can yep. feel amazing. So thanks for giving us kind of that full perspective of maybe a world that we haven't even considered tapping into. Mm -hmm. And I just have to thank you personally, because I just can't quite put it into words. Like it's been so amazing working with you and the value it has brought to our family. Like Michael texted me after he had come into the office and saw what we did in there and organized it. And he shot me a text after he had left the house to go pick up Jack from school. And he's like, Liz, I was almost in tears when I walked into your office Mm -hmm. thinking about like what you've been working in and the weight you've been working under in that space for the last like six months. I'm so happy to see it like that because it makes me so happy to know that like you're going to be in that space. It's so nice. It was. And it's just, that's how we feel about our home. And it's just this like light. Like I feel like I'm, despite being like eight months pregnant, like (laughs) skipping through our house, like a little fairy, like I'm so happy and it's just awesome. So thanks for having me. Yeah. And I was laughing with Sarah because she puts her blinders on and just go like, you guys should see how this woman works. (laughs) First thing she gets up, you know, gets breakfast and it's like, boom, 100% the whole day. Last night we, you know, she had mentioned, don't go out and buy all the stuff to organize until you know exactly what you need. So like throughout the week, as we organized, she would mark down like, okay, we need a bin for here. We need this. So last night was the night that we went out to buy everything. And we get back at like almost nine o'clock and she's still going, like setting everything up. And it's just incredible. So our home is amazing. Thanks to you. It's been awesome having you out to Wisconsin into the farm. And Thanks for having me. I've loved it. Yeah. Next time we have you back, we'll uh, actually adventure out, explore and not Leave keep you captive in our house, in <laughs> our closets. It. For It's very comfortable good. and cozy, especially yeah. now. Yes. Oh yeah, totally. It's been really, actually, fun, really fun because yeah. I, I love what I do. So I've enjoyed every minute of it. And you can see that. And it's also cool, like, as a fellow business owner and entrepreneur, seeing someone who is truly operating in their zone of genius. Like, this is what you're called to do. And it's mm-hmm. not – you're not just good at organizing. You're good at making people feel really good through the, a process that can be really painful and really challenging, you know, and see different – things from a different perspective. So I'm super grateful for that because people could come in and take a very different approach than Mm -hmm. you take. And being nurturing through it is, I think, so, so, so important. And just seeing another person like about my age running a kick-ass business and just making it happen. Like that really lights me up. That's awesome. It's it's pretty cool. Sometimes I realize I just read a starting a business book for dummies and I have this thing that I love to do. It's my passion and I'm doing it and it's really exciting. Yeah. Yeah, totally. It's fun when you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. You Mm -hmm. enjoy work. Yes. And because you've offered so much value, Sarah's also offered to take things next level and she's created a freebie for you guys that will be in the show notes and on my site. 
you can reference the show notes to grab it, but it's all going to be dedicated to helping you start this process of organizing your life and feeling more empowered by that process and not scared of it. So make sure you go in and you snag that. And Sarah, where can people find you? My website is my business name, minimizeorganizesimplify.com. And I'm also on Instagram at minimizeorganizesimplify. I have lots of before and afters, which are really fun. I know we took a bunch here. Um, it's a really good way to just see kind of what value organizing can bring to your life. Cause I'm sure some of the befores you're all familiar with mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, you know, everyone's got that catch all room. So you can see kind of what the end result is, which is really helpful when you're not familiar with what an organizer does. Yeah, definitely. And I will put the befores and afters up on both. You'll, you can find them on my Instagram and you can find them on my website too, but definitely go check out Sarah's stuff. She's local to new England, but obviously like, She's in Wisconsin right now. So, you know, maybe if she really likes you, she'll travel for you. But she, for the most part, serves Massachusetts area and occasionally parts of New England. But you can learn a lot from her, even if you don't get the privilege of working by her side. So you've been amazing. Thanks so much. Thank you for coming on. Yeah, this is awesome. Uh, I wish, actually, you guys have to also check out the picture of us sitting in my closet right now (laughs) in our pod. I mean, world headquarters podcast studio is what I meant to say. It's quite cozy and very organized. Very organized. (laughs) Awesome. Thanks so much, Sarah. And thanks, guys, for tuning in. Be sure to check out the show notes, grab Sarah's freebie start that process of organizing your life and do me a favor and stay in touch. Take a screenshot of this episode, share it, tag Sarah, tag me and share it with your friends because so many people are struggling through this organization process and it doesn't have to be that hard and it can be so freeing and so peaceful once you take that leap. So thanks for tuning in today. Make sure you catch next week's episode too. Can't wait to see you guys over there on the podcast and on social media. Take care, everybody. Thanks so much for hanging out with me today. Before you go, make sure you take a minute to subscribe to the show so you don't miss out on all of those amazing fromies, freebies for my homies, obviously, and content that we're creating just for you. And if you like today's episode, can you help us out and help us get this in the hands of more people by taking a screenshot of today's episode and sharing it with your friends, tagging me, passing it around on social media. Guys, we've got to get this mission and this movement out there to more people so that they are living their purpose and living out their dreams and getting paid for it well too. I'm also so thankful for all of the amazing feedback we've been getting in the reviews. So if this podcast is helping you grow, take a second and go review us on iTunes and be sure to check out today's show notes for more details and takeaways from the show. Until next week, guys, keep scaling up.